You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And bringing you today's episode is Draft. Our friends over at Draft have a promo code for you, LO Bucks. Again, that's LO Bucks for Locked on Bucks. And that will get you a free entry with your first deposit over at Draft. And again, you can just search Draft and download it in the App Store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with the promo code LOBUCKS. And Frank, I had someone tell us or tell me the other week on Twitter that sometimes when I say Bucks, it sounds like I'm doing an Australian accent or an English accent or, or some terrible accent. And I told them that's very much the goal. So I'm happy that it came across that way, and you could actually tell that I was attempting to do an awful accent. And, yeah, thanks for thanks for actually figuring, <laughs> figuring it out and shooting me a, a tweet that made me feel just slightly better about myself. Yeah, I think that was uh, our our, uh, our loyal listener and friend, uh, Sith Lord. I, uh, I say yeah, it was, yep. Sith Lord will always be a friend of mine because for some reason he always says that I look like John Stamos, which is easily the most flattering <laughs> comparison I've ever. You can tell he's never seen me in real life, but um, <laughs> shout out to to him for that. And uh, and yes, I always think of like the uh, like sort of Oliver Twist type uh, yeah. orphan British orphan, like yep. hello box, you know, yep. like kind of like tugging on their little like hat as they say that like newsy hat type yep. thing. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> That was great. We managed to not talk about the Milwaukee Bucks for the first couple of minutes of this podcast, which I think is is probably good for for everyone's mental health. Um, we'll see how long say, we can take it. I mean, if yeah, we can take was, it for the full thirty minutes, we might as well. <laughs> I was going to say, if we wanted to to give this a happier spin, we we should probably like make this locked on herd for a couple of days because <laughs> I mean, I, I, we're not going to go into to depth here, but shout out to the Wisconsin herd. Um, Just keep winning. you know. Winning games, um, they they had a couple games at the Bradley Center over the weekend because of the uh, new arena up in Oshkosh wasn't quite ready yet. Um, got a couple of wins. It looked like they had a good crowd on Friday, uh, and then it was pretty sparse on Saturday, which there was probably a, isn't. There was no tickets sold on Saturday. Like, oh, that like you, unless it. you were a season ticket holder from Oshkosh, you weren't allowed in the building, which uh, was kind of strange. But I would assume it was probably like a rule, like hey, G League team, like you can't just host your games at places where you're going to get like bigger crowds. I would assume that was probably um, the thought process there that maybe that is in a, in a legal advantage or something like that. Uh, so for the first home game at the BC, they could sell tickets, but the second one, they could not. So that was why it did look a little bit more sparse, but yeah, they keep winning. Uh, they keep doing good things. And obviously uh, with some of that, you get to see some of those guys on the actual roster. Like, you get to see uh, Sterling Brown has been inactive a bunch, but he went down and played with the herd. And I, I would assume, and again, I don't know this for sure. No one in the organization has confirmed this to me, but I would assume if the herd have games close to Milwaukee, whether that's Oshkosh or 
I don't even. Where do the Windy City Bulls play? Do they actually play in Chicago? Is it the Allstate uh, Arena? I, like I think I, they play north north of Chicago somewhere. So either way, like I think if it's close enough, I would assume the Bucks will. And they don't have a game that night. Like I would assume they'll send Sterling Brown there to play until they feel confident that he can get minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly if he's not playing, I don't think it's bad. And and you know him getting, I think he scored twenty five point five in the the two games over the weekend. And and the other kind of cool thing was he got to play with his brother Shannon Brown, who yeah. got picked up um, pretty late. And um, you know, shout out to to what the herd are doing because I mean, it's such a different type of situation right because you you know you have if your players play well they're probably going to leave yeah. <laughs> um and some of those you know the two-way guys can get called up at any moment's notice to go up to milwaukee we've seen a lot of uh, uh gary payton uh the second by the way i love glove jr i just like find myself <laughs> always referring to him as glove jr. i really enjoy it as well um i'm sure that's like not something he wants to be called but um i prefer glove jr to the mitten i think that's just a better nickname um <laughs> but yeah i mean gary payton's been obviously with the bucks a lot joel Ballenboy has been with the bucks a lot of late since the trade um got his first bucket on a nice athletic dunk which we you know understandably didn't really talk about after the mavericks game yeah um but uh, we'll talk maybe a bit more about his opportunity because he, he's going to potentially have one here on Wednesday. But, um, you know, Dave Dean, GM, longtime uh, member of the Bucks front office, Jordan Brady, the head coach. Um, I mean, shout out to them. I mean, they've had kind of guys, you know, going in and out. Xavier Munford is the, I think he was the G League performer of the week. The first week hit that game winning shot, scored a ton yeah. of points. Then he gets called up to this team USA qualifying team. So then he leaves. And then James Young. Uh, scores 40 points the other night he gets the g league performer of the week um i think it was in the second week or maybe the third week whatever it was but they've gotten guys to put up big numbers and play well and obviously you know it's the g league the 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 style is a bit different you know um guys put up numbers oftentimes and you know it's not always a guarantee that these guys are going to you know then produce at the nba level but um they're winning games um i think they lost only once all season i mean that you know very impressive I, i mean obviously being a g league expansion team i mean kind of every team is sort of like an expansion team every year almost um just given the way that you know allocations work things like that maybe that's a bit unfair i'm i'm certainly not a g-league expert but obviously it's not like you know you're at some massive massive disadvantage having there's not gonna be a dynasty out there already right fully formed ready to go exactly Uh, call-ups kind of take care of that um so Credit to to everybody around the organization who's kind of made the the best of uh, obviously a a very new situation, a chaotic start to the season with the arena not being quite ready yet, um, and and obviously uh, that will not go as as much uh, provide much solace for Bucks fans who have been let down by the uh, certainly the last couple Bucks games. But um, I, you know we don't talk that much about the herd. Obviously, I I have been neglecting the chance to to really watch any of these games so far. I need to do that sometime soon. Um, because obviously uh, they're a team that has played a, an entertaining style and they've got guys who have performed a, at a high level and guys who've stepped up and and taken advantage of opportunities. So shout out to uh, shout out to the herd. Now, if only if only the the Bucks could take over. By the way, I'm su- I'm surprised we haven't had a Jordan Brady should replace Jason Kidd uh, <laughs> campaign yet because. Um, well, Jordan they, Brady, coach of the herd, doing doing things down there. Well, they tried to replace Jason Kidd for a game, and Gary Payton Jr. played a lot, uh, almost as much as Malcolm Brogdon. So I don't know if people are, are thinking Kidd needs to get replaced. I'm just kidding. Of course, people still think that. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was like, I was about to say, Eric, man, you are, are not reading your audience very well. 
Jason Kidd replaced. Yeah, no, that that would definitely not be the case. Um, also, they just signed Cameron Oliver, who both of us yes. were a fan of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Cameron Oliver. So maybe that's actually a thing. But yeah, you mentioned. Oh, I, I'm Ballon Boy or Ballon Boy? Ballon Boy. Ballon Boy? Ballon Boy. Okay. Well, I, I think Ballon Boy might get a chance coming up here because the Bucks had a couple medical updates today. Um, one on John Henson, not really expected at all, and maybe the Mirza one wasn't expected either, but I, John Henson had a successful eye procedure this morning in Chicago, um, and he's scheduled to join the team later this week uh, in preparation for Saturday's game against the Jazz in Salt Lake City. And I had no idea that John Henson had an eye problem. You said that you thought maybe there was a play where you thought you might have seen it happen. Yeah, I, I think he. I think there was a play against the Wizards where he got took a shot, and I can't really remember who who it was from. Um, I, I don't know. Like my, if no, knowing nothing else, I would just assume a, a Morris brother was somehow involved because Morris brothers suck. Um, and just generally are involved in mayhem and bad things. But I don't remember what exactly happened. But I thought I remember Henson getting whacked at some point, and and not to the point where he – I don't remember him going to the bench because of Mm -hmm. it, but maybe I'm just forgetting it. But certainly not to the point where, you know, uh, Sophia Minard or or Telly Hughes had to become involved and provide an update. So, yeah, just kind of out of the blue. Oh, John Henson eye procedure out for one game, um, which obviously, you know, Again, not that John Henson is the be all end all of the Bucks, you know, key players, um, but you know, a the, from a depth from a depth standpoint, yeah. yeah, you're losing, you know, certainly your most consistent guy who's played center, uh, and uh, you're going against a team that maybe you feel like you can get away with that more in a pretty bad Suns team, but still, the way this Bucks team has been playing, I, there are no uh, gimmies. There, there are no gimmies and losing guys, uh, especially John Henson and um, you know some other guys who've obviously been out. We'll talk to in a second here. Um, I, I don't. And let's just say the Bucks' depth is being tested. Yeah, I mean he he started nine of their sixteen games. He's averaging twenty two and a half minutes per game. So that that's a, a, another twenty two and a half minutes. You have to figure out how you fill. Um, and we've seen Thon struggle throughout this year. Um, I think there was a, a decent to solidish patch of play in in those first like three to four games uh, when Bledsoe came on the team, but it's been kind of it's been rough uh, again for the last couple games. There's been I I tweeted it out, and I cannot tell you, Frank, and obvious it's obvious just watching. But man, Thon Maker. Still looks like he might be able to be a good defender if he just stays on his feet at any point. But for some reason, he is... I don't even know how to describe how he's attempting to block threes on closeouts. Like, it's not like a flyby. It is a, I'm going to reject this pump fake into the 18th row, even though I know you're pump faking, and there's no reason for me to jump past you. I'm going to do it anyways. And uh, he, he's just out of control and, and lost, so... Now you have Thon presumably starting, and you're going to have to bump his minutes up a, a little bit. Hope I mean, you would hope that would be something that he could handle. And then Ballenboy probably gets into the mix as well, uh, where he has to play some. I guess maybe you go small as well. DJ Wilson maybe factors in. So this is going to be, again, 22 and a half minutes is not a small bit of time to cover like that is 
with this Bucks team, with as little trust as Jason Kidd and the coaching staff has showed, shown in this bench, that I think it's significant, and I think it's difficult to kind of imagine exactly how they're going to fill it because we have seen so little of guys nine through thirteen on the roster. Yeah, and I mean, the, I think the, I guess you could say silver lining um, is that. We've talked about the Bucks and Jason Kidd not really being very proactive about going to small Giannis lineups at center, and he may not have any choice. And and you know again, I, I think it will be interesting to see if if they can give this a shot and see how it works. You know, uh, you know it, this is a team in in Phoenix. Greg Monroe started the last couple of games with Tyson Chandler out uh, with an illness. Chandler sounds like he's going to play. On Wednesday, so you know either way, uh, obviously different kind of types of players, but two very traditional, more traditional types of centers in terms of big-bodied guys. Um, you know, I don't think either guy wants to defend on the perimeter. Uh, so whether that's Thon out there, obviously worry about Thon's physicality or lack thereof against you know, guys like Moose um, and Tyson. Moose in the post, Tyson as more of a pick and roll guy uh, slash rebounder. But you know, hey. Um, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't it be fascinating if the, we finally saw the Bucks really go for long doses of like Giannis at center or real small yeah. lineups, and it was against a team with Greg Monroe, um, which you know again Greg's good enough that if they play through him, I mean, in the way the Bucks defend, I mean they could certainly actually that might not work to your advantage, but um, certainly I think with Giannis and his talent level, and if you can put enough shooters on the court, again, I mean nowadays like you got to be able to use that to your advantage and um i think we've seen spurts of it working but for the most part you know it's not been something that they look to do even after monroe was traded yeah so it'll be that i think that is just kind of an underlying just interesting theme in that game will the bucks be willing to go to it will we see a lot of it and uh what does it look like i think to me that's kind of the most exciting thing is because for I mean, we saw it a little bit in the fourth quarter uh, in this last game against the Wizards, and we've seen it sporadically through the last two years. But, uh, it, I mean, there's been times where it hasn't been successful. There's been times where it hasn't really worked. That, and there's been times where we just haven't seen it. So it would be interesting to see exactly what that might look like. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that tomorrow. Also, you will have to keep an eye on draft because it is a draft Wednesday here on Locked On Bucks and throughout the Locked On NBA Network. So everyone on the Locked On NBA Network does does draft. That's ex- exactly what we do on Wednesdays, and we do draft Wednesdays, and every host is involved. So if you want to be a part of these, really all you have to do is just go create a draft account and download the app. It's very simple to find. Download that, and then from there... You can follow all of us on draft. Like you can follow Frank, you can follow me, uh, you can follow David Locke, you can follow Sean Woodley, the host of Locked On Raptors. Like you can follow any of those people, and then you will be able to see every contest that they create. Um, and the exciting thing about all of this is that with the way that draft is made, just wait. And the exciting thing about it is Draft is really the the fantasy site that is staying away from pros like sweeping in and just trying to take all of your money because <coughs> that's kind of what's happened on all of the other daily fantasy sites. And so with Draft, 
your chances of winning on draft are 80 percent better than on salary cap sites that's why draft is my favorite fantasy site no more getting crushed by the pros and it's not just us more than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft as well. So play in a real live NBA Draft right now. Be done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are feeling every second so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-B-U-C-K-S. And that will allow you to play in a real money draft for free just by using our promo code LO Bucks. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Lockdown Bucks listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. So just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play free right now with promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's LO Bucks. And one of the nice things about Draft, Frank, is they give you real-time injury updates. So you don't have to worry about whether or not a guy's going to play. So you wouldn't have to be all the way up on the box and trying to figure out, is Mirza Toledovic going to be in the lineup or not? You'd have to play a very deep league to need to draft <laughs> Mirza Toledovic. Um, I don't even know if they have a league that large uh, that you would need to. Maybe it would have to be like a light NBA night, like a three-team NBA night with like a 12-team league. And then maybe you would have to draft Mirza. Uh, but Mirza Toledovic will be out now for four weeks. He, he will be on the sidelines, and he underwent successful arthroscopic arthroscopic surgery today to repair cartilage in his left knee and it's kind of strange to always think about Mirza because we are proud members of the archipelago we we hang out there and well you can kind of tell in these last five games I tweeted out today that in the last five or in excuse me in the last six games since Bloodsoe has been here the Bucks are taking about five threes less per game and obviously you want to circle that and say, oh, since Bledsoe's here, they're not shooting as many threes. Like It's because they're doing something different. And I kind of want to say that because I do think there's parts of the offense that, that are too focused on getting to the basket and not kicking the ball out and getting ball movement and finding those open threes that, like they used to. But then the other part of me just says, well, Toledovich hasn't played in any of those games. And he's been out kind of since Bledsoe's been here. And, well, he shoots about five threes per game. So it's probably just Mirza being out. But I do think just in one season we've gone to thinking, well, Mirza probably wouldn't be that big of a deal with the way that he shot last year. If you lose him for a couple games, eh, whatever. It's probably fine. But he, he's kind of been helping the Bucks bump up that three-point that three point attempt rate and also he's shooting 46% from three point range this season. Yeah, I mean he had a nice start to the year in terms of shooting, you know, the on-off numbers haven't been good with him to start the year. Last year they were really good, so, you know, again, I I have a hard time saying like, oh, like he, he, the team is terrible with him on the court or is doomed to be bad with him on the court now cuz the first, you know, two weeks of the season were bad when last year it worked pretty well. Um but yeah, I mean the the dimension he obviously offers is is that three point shooting, and he is the guy who is you know has the the quickest trigger on the team. Um, I don't I don't you know when we talk about Delhi and and Brogdon having their and I, I admit I'm not consistent. Sometimes I say Revolutionary War muskets, sometimes I say Civil War muskets. <laughs> Either way, you know those the the muskets where you have to take the gunpowder and you got the rod and you have to put it in and see. You know, I you heard can, you use Civil War musket this year, which I thought meant they had gotten slightly better um not still not great but just slightly better so i thought yeah you were, you were totally just... accidental totally okay, accidental okay. 
Uh, <laughs> if people are listening to this the first time, they're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Um, but That's a deep uh, cut for the loyal listeners. Yeah, deep cut. But yeah, I mean, you were talking about the Toledovich archipelago. I mean, people have already got lost on that one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, if you want your team to shoot threes and, you know, again, have that sort of threat on the court and um, be more modern in terms of the way the offense stretches the floor, then... I mean, Mirza guy is a guy I like, and you know, I don't know. People people complain about him sometimes putting the ball on the floor too much. Sometimes people complain about him shooting too many threes when he's not shooting well. But I mean, for me, it's just you know, look, if you want your team to shoot threes, you can't complain when they shoot threes. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes they're going to go in, sometimes they're not. Um, he's a guy who's proven over the years that that he can make them. Last year, he you know had a, a down year in terms of his percentages. This year, he's bounced back in a major way. Um, and over the long term, you'd expect him to be a pretty good three-point shooter and to space the floor and, and make teams have to account for him, right? Which is, uh, you know, one of those those major major advantages, the huge volumes of threes that that he attempts. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think it does matter, um, especially with Jabari Parker out. You know, when you don't have kind of really an obvious backup four that you know what you're going to get from on a night-to-night basis behind Giannis. Um, we've seen, you know, probably a lot more of, of Chris Milton at the four. And, you know, again, I, I think in general, it's interesting. I mean, the, the starting lineup with, with Bledsoe has, has actually been pretty solid. Um, and so it's really been kind of these bench units that, that have let them down for the most part. Um, so, you know, again, if you just take, you know, take one guy out of the mix, take another guy out of the mix, I'm not quite at the point where I want to say that, that they're really missing Delhi per se. Um, but they do, you know, I, I think, like last night where we didn't see Brogdon play that much and we didn't see Brogdon play well, I think that stuff really matters, right? Like yep. there's much more of a microscope on Malcolm Brogdon, especially when, you know, you don't have Toledovich who can show up on a given night and give you, you know, 12 to 15 points in just making four or five threes. Um, that's a that's a big injection of life and can kind of help sustain you offensively when when maybe your, you know, your other guys aren't, uh, aren't scoring as well as you'd like. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to kind of, see how much they miss him over the next month um and uh, again an opportunity and we talked about ball and boy getting an opportunity with with uh, henson out and certainly with toledovich continuing to be out i mean it, we haven't seen basically any dj wilson um you know now's i guess this the time, is time rook yeah now's the test now now is a test right like how many guys have to be hurt before dj wilson actually sniffs the court yep. um and again i i haven't seen enough from dj wilson to feel like this is some huge oversight that he's not playing. I, I wish he had was earning minutes. That would be nice, yep. um, especially with the way some of the guys picked around him and behind him are performing early in the season, such as John Collins. Um, but, you know, again, we haven't seen it from DJ Wilson yet. Hopefully we do at some point um, because, again, the thinner this team gets, the more they're going to need contributions from some of these young guys, whether it's DJ Wilson, whether it's Sterling Brown. Um, you know, they're, they're going to need something because certainly the bench has, has not been a strength of late. Yeah, and it's funny just to kind of think of these last couple games where I, I know both Delhi and Toledovich are, are much maligned. They, they have been for the last year and obviously into this season as well. But when you think about the offense just not kind of finding it, any sort of rhythm lately, like, well, sometimes in those games, like Mirza coming in and bombing from three, that's kind of sustain that that can sustain a bench unit. Like you think about last night, uh, the Bucks playing the Wizards bench, total bench unit, and the the Bucks ended up not having 
a ton of success against him, but you think to that second quarter, and it was what, Otto Porter hitting a last-second heave at the end of a shot clock, and in a four-minute stretch, hitting just one more three makes your bench unit look that much better. And again, that that wasn't a great shot. It was a really tough shot from Porter. It ends up going in, but in the same way, like if you can just get a couple of those shots, if you can get just get a three from Toledovich during those bench unit minutes, if you can just get two deli floops and one of them goes in for uh, a bucket and the other one ends up being an alley-oop finish for John Henson or something, like those can actually really help. And again, I understand no one's going to really be thinking about how much they miss Mirza Sladovic or Matthew Dalvadova, but those minutes can be very useful. And when you're not getting any of them, it, it can kind of show. So I do think will the Bucks will continue to be tested while those two are out. Obviously, Tladovic is going to be out for a couple of weeks. We don't know uh, quite the extent on Dalvadova's injury, so we'll see exactly what that is. But yeah, until they return, this bench unit just continues to be thinner. It continues to get stretched out more. And I know this is something we talked about when the Bucks originally traded for Eric Bledsoe was that okay, the hope would be you can stay your Bledsoe and Middleton and Giannis in a way that those bench units don't end up being whatever they are right now. Like, anytime Middleton, I think, what, Giannis is, his when he's off, the Bucks are still minus 18. When Middleton is off, they're still minus 18 uh, in their net rating. So, like, they're just bad in those situations, and the Bucks need some help there. So, um just something definitely to to keep an eye on and something to think about um, and something to think about in this next game as the Bucks go to Phoenix to take on the Suns. And this Suns team, Frank, I, I would say most people, uh, do they think they're Mavs bad? Like, I, I'm trying to think exactly. I think when you think of the Suns, you think that this is a very bad basketball team. And it isn't a good basketball team. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it is It is not a good basketball team. Uh, they are 24th in offensive rating, 29th in defensive rating. Their expected win loss is that of a 5-13 and 13 team rather than that of a 7-11 and 11 team. So this is a bad basketball team. They've already fired their coach this season. Uh, so there, there's a whole lot going on. Obviously, we know with Eric Bledsoe coming to Milwaukee. So this is a team that... Uh, again, when you think about games the the Bucks are going out and play, this is a, a game that you would think the Bucks should win. But as we mentioned earlier, there's no gimmies on the Bucks schedule anymore. Because if you can totally no show and lose to thirty to the Mavericks, there's no gimmies for you at that point. <laughs> no, we. I mean, we we shouldn't be fooled again uh, on that front. And uh, again, this is a a Suns team that's pretty young. Um, they obviously have kind of a, a few random veterans that, that can contribute on any given night with between Chandler and, and Greg Monroe and, uh, but, and obviously then a lot of young guys, right. Who, you know, depending on how they're feeling, right. Devin Booker, I think we saw last year explode for like uh, roughly a half, uh, against the bucks in Phoenix. Yep. And then that was pretty much all he did, but he had like, I think 20 something, 28 points or so, some crazy yeah. number and a half. And then he scored like three points the rest of the game or something like that. But, um, you know, he he hasn't necessarily taken a, a huge step this year, but um, he's still a guy who's going to go out and can get you buckets, averaging 23 points a game. Um, and then they have a lot of young guys. TJ Warren, I think, has made some some nice strides um, this year in terms of being a bit more consistent, having some big games, shooting about 50% from the field. Um, and then, you know, Mike James, a guy that was a, a two-way guy for them, played really well in Summer League as kind of a score-first combo guard. 
Um, he's a guy that looks like he's going to be getting a, a, a regular contract because they're going to run out of his uh, his two way. Uh, his forty five days pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, then you have a bunch of other interesting guys. You know, Josh Jackson um, hasn't had a great start to his rookie uh, career or rookie year. Um, Tyler Ulis, I'm not really a big fan of. I just think if you're 150 pounds, you're just not really going to be very good in the NBA. Um, Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris. You know, they have all these kind of guys who are. You know, interesting. Uh, I'm going to exclude Alex Len from that at this point. Um, I think that's but fair. They, ha- they have a lot of guys who are interesting. Have some, you know, in, in many cases, you know, like Jackson and and Chris uh, certainly have some physical tools. Bender as well, um, some athleticism and physical tools that can be, you know, present some challenges um, on either end. Sort of if things are breaking their way. And you know, with the Bucks, I mean, who knows, right? Maybe maybe tonight, tomorrow is a is a game where things break their way. So, um, so yeah, it'll be a game that certainly the Bucks can't take for granted by any stretch, given the way that they've been playing. Um, and obviously, the big storyline, which we haven't mentioned really, is is the return of Eric Bledsoe, and you know what what uh, what he will look like uh, back in Phoenix for the first time since his trade. And certainly, he'll have a lot of motivation. Uh, hopefully, he's. His uh, jumper will be, will be uh, coming, rounding into form. I mean, maybe he left it in Phoenix. If he could maybe pick he left it up, in Phoenix. Like, he could pick, pick it up, up then yeah. and be, be all good to go, that would be really helpful because, uh, I mean, after he went 0 for 3 in the first half, I think his three-point percentage had dropped to 12 and a half uh, for the Bucks thus far. So um, not good. Not good uh, shooting, but it, it was kind of funny after the game. We we stuck around and talked to Eric Bledsoe. None of the players were in much of a mood to to chat last night, but uh, we were able to chat with Bledsoe, and he was talking about how we asked something about this this game or the game last night, and he talked for a little bit, and then he was like, "Well, you know, we just got to get through this, get to the next game. We're gonna go to Phoenix." And when he said Phoenix, like just like a smile came on his face, and like you could tell. He was thinking like, "Oh yeah, like I, man, this is like I, I'm gonna send a message in that one, which is nice, but also worrisome because yeah. if you are trying that hard to send a message, that that can mean bad shots, that can mean uh, out of control play, that can mean early falls, that that can mean a, a whole number of things. Because for some guys, that isn't uh, the best thing. If if you are highly motivated and maybe uh, a little bit." Uh, a little bit too motivated if that is a thing to prove people wrong you can play outside of yourself and make some mistakes so uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on maybe that means uh, like you said that'll mean he'll he'll hit some jumpers but uh, that should be interesting to watch obviously Greg Monroe over there I think thus far he's played in three games 12 and 6 for them in those three games in about 21 uh, minutes per game thus far so uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see what he does uh, and as you kind of look through the rest of that roster obviously Devin Booker is a guy that you worry about uh, but at the same time the Suns aren't a team that shoot a ton of threes they aren't uh, a team that in a way I know when we talked about the Mavs when Mitchell Maurer filled in for you we talked about how okay, this Mavs team is bad, but if there's one way that they can affect you, it's from the three-point line. They take the second most threes in the league, so they're really going to get them up, and that could be a way that they beat you. I don't necessarily see that same problem from the three-point line with the Suns, but this is a team that has some young players that 
can score the ball. Um, some nights, uh, obviously, like I said, they're, they're O rating 24th, they're D rating 29th. So, uh, again, this is, this is a game that the Bucks should win. I'm not going to shy away from putting those type of expectations on this Bucks team, even, even with the recent struggles. But, again, there's no, there's no game just given to you in the NBA. You have to go out and win it. Yeah, well... Or, or if the Suns want to give them a game, I mean, maybe the Suns will you give them the game. They have handed over a few games this year. Um, you don't want to, you certainly don't want to go into a game thinking that the other team is going to roll over. Um, we saw what happened when the Bucks seemingly did that in Dallas last Saturday. Uh, that, that generally is not going to uh, take you very far. So hopefully the Bucks have the mindset of going out and taking this game on Wednesday. Um, and, and hopefully the, the Suns uh, underwhelm on top of that because I think that probably would be something that would be very helpful to the Bucs. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and, and again, this is the first game of a four-game road trip. Uh, certainly this game and the Sacramento games are the two games you'd, you'd highlight as being the, the obviously very winnable games that you definitely want to uh, you definitely want to take. Um, do they play the Clippers on this one as well? I know they got Portland as well. They're is, not. Is, who's the fourth team? Phoenix? Sacramento? Portland? You, no, it's Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, Portland. Okay, Utah. Okay, so... You know, again, Utah—they're depleted right now. You're playing them at a good time, but I mean, still gotta win. Find, find me, find me the time when I was confident about the Bucks going to Utah and winning a basketball game. Hint: never. <laughs> um, so I, I do remember Big Dog hitting a game winner there, like yep. 16, 17 years ago, something like that. Um, uh, it feels like it's been a while since the Bucks <laughs> looked good in Utah. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, Again, I mean, it's it's early, quote unquote, but mm, probably want to start playing better basketball. And um, now now is a very good time to start getting right because uh, you have some winnable games here. Absolutely, and I think that's going to be it for us for today. I think if we talked much more, we would just get into things that would frustrate us. So. I think we did a pretty good job there, Frank. That was about thirty-ish minutes of not overly negative depressing talk about the Milwaukee Bucks so kudos to to you and I'm feeling we'll save good. it we'll save it for for post suns yeah sure we'll we'll take our allotment uh in that one so <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed this listen and maybe you you don't hate being a Bucks fan quite as much as you have the last couple games so uh for Frank I'm Eric uh, today's episode has been brought to you by Draft. Just head over to the App Store and go to Draft.com and you come play for free right now with promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. Again, that's L-O-B-U-C-K-S. And that'll get you a free play, a free entry with your first deposit over at Draft. So go over and do that today. For Frank, I'm Eric. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.